And hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weepit Podcast. I am your host, Christian Renteria. This is the Weepit Podcast, where we talk about the big movie news items of the week. We'll spotlight one of the big trailers that came out this week, and we will talk about the movies that are out in theaters and streaming for all your viewing pleasures. Let's just get right into it and talk about that uh, spotlight trailer that I was mentioning earlier, and that is the trailer, the first trailer, for the long-awaited adaptation of the video game's of the video game franchise borderlands trailer dropped and i'm gonna fully admit it um i I, I mean i'm not gonna it's not like it's a you know i'm guilty of something um i've never played the games i i've always kind of wanted to play the games i always knew about the games i knew they were very popular i knew they were a massive hit and i knew this movie has been in the works for a while uh i think it's actually also probably been finished for a little bit, I know uh, the release date got pushed back a couple times uh, because of it, and I, I just, you know, we finally, it was one of those movies where I was like, is it going to come out this year? I don't know, uh, but it did, it, it, and it will, it will, it did, it did it yet, it will. Uh, so we got the first trailer this week, and it looks very, very uh, colorful, bombastic, uh, just kind of has, um, people are already kind of comparing it to the Guardians of the Galaxy, because it has that kind of similar vibe to it. Um, even kind of the general idea of the movie is very uh, Guardians of the Galaxy-like uh, vibe. The trailer uh, had, of course, a, a big uh, oldie song to it, uh, and we just saw a bunch of action. So it, it looks very much like that. Um, again, knowing very little of the games, uh, it, the world that we see in the trailer, uh, also very colorful, very bombastic, very out there. And it seems like the movie is going to pay a uh, very somewhat close homage to it. I know there was some problems, and I forgot to look that up uh, immediately, but I knew, I remember reading uh, a story how, I guess, the script wasn't what, uh, something about the script, and I can't remember what it was. I don't know if it was like the movie was going to be different from what we expected. And then uh, there was rumors that Eli Roth was taken off reshoots. Uh, but I think that kind of got cleared up because he was doing Thanksgiving, so he couldn't do the reshoots. But so there's some behind the scenes stuff uh, on this. But this movie has been long anticipated. For those who don't know, Borderlands, the video game uh, and the movie uh, will uh, follow a group of bounty hunters, pretty much, uh, who are in search of a big treasure. Uh, and um, the group that we follow um is uh are outlaws mainly not necessarily bounty hunters they're outlaws i misspoke there but um they're outlaws kate blanchett plays the uh main outlaw that we will follow the leader of the group her name is lilith and she looks very colorful again i haven't played the game so i don't know kevin hart's in there he's playing roland for those of you familiar with the uh with the games uh jack black will voice uh claptrap was which is a robot um he also have ariana greenblatt in there uh jamie kurt jamie lee curtis is in here as well as playing the role of tannis uh edgar ramirez is playing the villain you can see him clearly in the trailer um so yeah this has a very, very out there vibe, very, again, kind of similar to Guardians of the Galaxy, where people have been comparing it to that, but, uh, it's going to be kind of its own thing, um, a little bit from what I can, uh, from what I can assume, and it, it just, I, I don't really know how much to say, uh, because I haven't played the game, so I don't really know how close it compares to it. Trailer-wise, it looks interesting. I'm not the biggest fan of Eli Roth. I, I think I've said that many times in the podcast. I think, um, 
I do think, though, when he goes away from horror a little bit, it, it, it kind of works out. I mean, the only real time he's walked away from horror was a house with a clock on its walls, which coincidentally also starred Kate Blanchett and Jack Black. Uh, and I thought that was actually pretty good. So um, this doesn't look like Eli Roth at all. Uh, so uh, I, I, when you're watching the trailer, if you you don't know that it's Eli Roth, you you would wouldn't think it's probably Eli Roth, but it is. It's directed by Eli Roth. So I don't know how I feel. Um, but we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens with with the movie when it comes out. It is scheduled still to come out later this year. Uh, I believe it's coming out. If I can, rem- I didn't write it down. Uh, yes, it is coming on August 9th. There you go. I did write it down. Uh, I just need to scroll down a little bit on my outline. Uh, but yeah, it's coming out on August 9th. Um, I look forward to it. See, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, um, moving right along. And something that made everyone very excited. Emma Stone is in talks to reunite with her favorite and poor things director, Yorgos Lathamos, on the 2003 South Korean fantasy black comedy remake, Save the Green Planet. The original revolves around a young man who captures and tortures a businessman who he believes to be part of an alien invasion. A battle of wits ensues between the businessman, the young man, and his devoted girlfriend, and a private detective. This movie was uh, a hit amongst film festivals when it came out. won a lot of awards. Uh, The English language remake has been in the works for years, reportedly. And at one point, the original director's uh, and writer's film the original director and writer of the original movie, uh, Jang Moon Hwan, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Apologies if that's not how you pronounce it. Was going to direct the remake himself. Now those duties, of course, have moved on to Lathamos, who, like Stone, is nominated at this year's Oscars for Poor Things. So this would be a nice reunion for them if that would be the case. Uh, reports do mention that Stone is in talks for a supporting role. So it might not be the girlfriend, but another character. I haven't seen the original, although I want to now. Uh, because it sounds rather interesting. So I don't know how big the role of the girlfriend is. Either way, Stone and Lathamos have proven to be a good team together. Another big name attached to the movie is Ari Aster. Yes, the director of Hereditary, Midsommar, and Bo is Afraid is producing the movie. He's been attached to the movie, I believe, since uh, the since the remake was originally announced, which was back in 2020. So that's pretty big uh filming is expected to start this summer so it's definitely going to move fast in terms of casting you got uh lathamos in there you got stone in there i am only going to assume that this cast is going to be as crazy and that lathamos is going to bring his very unique touch to the already sound already crazy sounding premise of the movie moving on universal has another big name director in talks to direct their next jurassic park slash world movie in garwith edwards this comes after David Leach left the project over creative differences. David Coop, the writer of the first two Jurassic Park movies, wrote the script with Steven Spielberg coming back to produce through his Amblin Entertainment banner, and Frank Marshall also coming back to produce as well. Universal is dead set on filming this uh, the new movie this summer so they can make their July 2nd, 2025 release date, which they set themselves earlier this year, or I should say, yeah, earlier this year, uh, last month, I guess. <laughs> it's still February, so uh, last month, or earlier this month, rather. So uh, they wanted someone they could get quick, who was available, and who has experience working with big budgets. Enter Edwards. Uh, Edwards is known, of course, for his indie breakout monsters, which got him Godzilla, uh, which, of course, has went on to make a billion-dollar franchise in the Monsterverse. He then went on to direct Rogue One, Star Wars Story. Very, very good movie. 
also went on to make a bunch of money. And then last year, he gave us the creator, which, if anything, he made an $80 million budget look like a $100 million, $100 million plus budget. So, yeah, I think we're in for, at, at the very least, a good-looking Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movie. Now, again, this is a new Jurassic Park movie. I keep saying Park and World because uh, when it was first announced, they called it a fresh take. So the characters from World, like Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, are not expected to return. Neither are the original trilogy's cast of Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum. That said, now with the director in tow, especially, or at least possibly in tow, he's not officially set. He's only still in the talks. Apparently, when he had conversations with the studio and Spielberg and Marshall, they were very um, taken to his approach. So uh, that, you know, unless he leaves for creative differences, too, I'm only going to assume that we'll get some casting announcements very soon, especially if they're going to make that summer uh, shooting date like they want. Of course, they could move back the release date, but uh, we'll have to see on that. And Edwards is a really good choice. I, I think he's a really awesome choice. To direct this, and I and I mentioned when the David Leach story broke, which of course when I released that podcast, literally the day I released it, it was announced on the news that David Leach was no longer going to direct it. But um, when I mentioned with David Leach, I was like, that's a very odd choice because it's not something that I assume that he would do. But with Edwards, uh, he obviously knows monster movies as well. I mean, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, whatever you want to say, it's a dinosaur movie. Dinosaurs are monsters. So he knows how to handle those movies very, very well. And with a, a, a good, good, clean budget, and I'm assuming Universe is going to, you know, throw a lot of money at him, but, and he's going to use every dollar to it, the greatest effect that he can. Because uh, again, uh, even though a lot of people didn't like the creator, I think we can all agree that the creator was one of the best looking movies last year. Uh, and he knows how to make an already real place and add effects, special effects to it to make it look even more grander, which I think is very, very cool and very, very awesome. And he did it with Monsters. He did it with Godzilla. He did it with Rogue One. And, you know, even though, you know, a lot of the behind the scenes stuff with Rogue One, but he, he did it there. And I thought that was very cool. So uh, I'm all on board on the gear with Edwards directing Jurassic World, Jurassic Park take i don't like that universal is very headstrong about getting the movie out as soon as possible i think they could have taken a break uh obviously the last movie wasn't met with a lot of fanfare so i think they want to they think that they need to you know do another movie so they can right the wrong but uh i think if you've taken a little break and or you know you're not so headstrong about you know filming this movie as soon as possible i think fans will appreciate that more too but uh gareth edwards is a very very cool choice and I, and i very much like that casting decision or directing decision casting directing decision that they made final movie news item at least at the time of this recording and this is probably one of the biggest really big movie news items of the week in very big ambitious news at that uh, sam mendes will work with sony pictures and apple to produce and direct four different movies with each focusing on the four members of the beatles that's right we will be getting a movie about the lives of paul mccartney john lennon george harrison and ringo Starr. McCartney and Starr, along with the families of Lennon and Harrison, have granted Mendes and Sony their full life story and music rights to the films, which is a very big deal, a very tremendous big deal, especially considering the Beatles and the legacy that they have. Now, Mendes will tell an interconnected will tell interconnected stories, one of each of the band members' point of view, while also, I'm assuming, following the lives, you know, of, dare I say, again, the legends that we know today. So it's an interconnected story, all of them with their each point of view which is very very again very very ambitious and i think to sell that idea 
is just is out there. Uh, reportedly, Mendy's pitched the this to everywhere, and Sony won out in the end. Mendy's even pitched it to the families of Lennon and Harrison, along with Starr and McCartney, and they all reportedly loved it. So Mendy's obviously has something here, which I'm sure will get Beatles fans even more hyped that the families and McCartney and Starr were all like, yes, give it to him. Here's our life story. Here's our music rights. Have at it, which I think is just amazing. Uh, writers are being locked down for the films as uh, as of now. And everyone had some sort of quote when the news broke saying how excited they are, how ambitious uh, Mendings' take is on the approach. So again, this is a pretty big deal. Now, every member of the Beatles has a very unique history and one deserving of a movie. And the fact that we're getting one of each member is huge. I keep saying it, but it is. Now, I like the Beatles. I like their music. I have plenty of songs in their playlist. And I think I'm actually more curious about the approach of this because it said there was going to be an interconnected story told through all their point of views. It's not clear on what that story is, obviously. Everything's still, you know, very early on. So is it going to be, you know, obviously, you know, thoughts going to my head. Is it going to be when they broke up? Is it going to be a little bit before then, the last tour together? Again, that's what interests me more about having four movies. Four movies that are coming out in theaters. These aren't going to streaming. These are going straight to theaters. Uh, I'm sure we'll get a little biopicy in there, but the concept is what's getting to me. And I don't know, but when I read the news, part of me thinks that the movie will end up maybe a little bit like Steve Jobs, a Michael Fassbender one, although the movie is set in three different time periods with three different launches. But I don't know, when I read that news, my mind met, went immediately to the Steve Jobs kind of concept. I don't, I don't think that's what they're going to do. I don't know if that's what they're doing. If they do do that, then, hey, either way, that, that, and hey, that's cool. But either way, I'll be there opening weekend for all those four movies. You know, hopefully they're good. You know, obviously, you know, I, I think, you know, they're, they're not going to make these movies. I didn't think they're going to be good, but hopefully they're good. Uh, of course, we have other Beatles projects, uh, properties like the famous and very well-regarded documentaries from Ron Howard and Peter Jackson. So until 2027, which is when these first, when the first movie or movies Again, they don't. They didn't say if all movies were going to come out the same year. I'm assuming they'd probably come out in the same year. I mean, you can hit, you know, all four quadrants of the year with a movie like that. I think that'd be interesting. And which movie do you release first? Like, who gets the first movie? Who, you know, gets the last movie? That would be interesting as well to see how they do that. But uh, these movies are coming out in 2027, so you can watch those documentaries. Obviously, if you need your Beatles kick uh, for movies, and Mendy's a solid choice. Uh, American, this is his lineup. American Beauty, Roads Perdition, Jarhead, Revolutionary Road, Away We Go, Skyfall, Spectre, uh, 1917, 1917. Uh, and last year's movie, from, uh, his last movie that he did, rather, in 2022, which was Empire of Light, which uh, not a lot of people liked. But And I haven't watched it yet. But Mendes is a solid choice. That is, I mean, that is a lineup right there if there ever was one. So more power to him if he can knock these out of the park because he's directing all of them. He's producing all of them. He's he's directing all of them. I'm assuming he'll have some say in the writing process of all of them as well. So yeah, this is going to be really really cool. And that's it. Uh, in turn, at least that's uh, at the time of this recording. This is all the movie news items that I have for you guys. Uh, so let's move on to the movies that are coming out in theaters and streaming for all your viewing pleasures. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, so let's start off with the movies off on streaming. First on Netflix, Maya Coupla. 
Uh, this is a the new movie written and directed by Tyler Perry that's coming out, like I mentioned, on Netflix. An ambitious criminal defense attorney that in her aspirations to be named partner takes on the murder case of an artist. Uh, Javante Rhodes from Moonlight and The Predator and Kelly Rowland uh, appear in the movie. Uh, I didn't know anything about this. I didn't know Tyler Perry had a new movie coming out. And here it is. It's on Netflix. My Coupla for you uh, all that want to know. Uh, on the 28th, uh, I'm doing this early because obviously it's it's just coming down the middle of the week. Code 8 Part 2. This is, of course, the sequel to Code 8, uh, which uh, took everyone by surprise and fire. Uh, so there you go. That's going to be on Netflix on the 28th in the middle of the week if you're interested in that. Uh, so those are your streaming movies. In theaters, you have the re-release of Tenet coming out. Christopher Nolan getting on the, the bandwagon of re-releasing his movies. Obviously, Tenet came out during literally right during the pandemic. And um, not a lot of people saw it or not a lot of people got a chance to see it or if they did. You know, they just, you know, were, were more concerned about something else instead of watching a movie. So he's re-releasing Tenet in theaters. I don't know if there was another reason for it. I I, I honestly don't remember. I just I, I know he's re-releasing Tenet uh, in theaters for everybody to go watch. So there you go. And we got two new movies, Ordinary Angels, inspired by the incredible true story of a hairdresser who single-handedly rallies an entire community to help a widowed father save the life of his critically ill young daughter. The movie stars Hilary Swank as that hairdresser. Alan Richardson, who most people will now know as Reacher from the Prime series, which is very, very good. If you haven't watched that, I rec- highly recommend that. He's playing the father. Uh, Nancy Travis is also in the movie. So... I saw this trailer for the first time, I think it was last year, and I totally forgot about this movie coming out. And then I saw and then I saw the release schedule. I'm like, oh what I actually said, what is that movie? Why does that sound so familiar? And then I saw it and I was like, oh, it's it's this movie. Uh it looks it looks okay. It looks fine. From the trailer though, when I first saw it, I was like, this is gonna be a different movie than I think it is. Cause like when I first saw that trailer, I was like, Hillary Swain's gonna be a bad guy? Like is he trying to steal something from the from from somebody? But no, that 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 didn't turn out to be the case. So I don't know what it was. It's just the trailer like made it look weird. But there you go, Ordinary Angels. And then the second new movie coming out this weekend, Driveaway Dolls. In the search for a fresh start, Jamie and Marion embark on an unexpected road trip to Tallahassee. Things quickly go awry when they cross the paths of a group of inept criminals. Uh, this is the new movie written uh, or co-written, I should say. Uh, and fully directed by Eden Cohen. Yes, of the Cohen brothers. He's going solo, Eden Cohen, and he co-wrote the movie with his wife, uh, Trisha Cook, herself having written and directed two short films, and uh, of course was an editor for some of the Cohen brothers' movies like The Big Lebowski, uh, Barton Fink, and Old Brother Where Art Thou. Uh, they're teaming up for this. Looks very good. Uh, the cast, Margot Qualley. Uh, I always mispronounce her name, and I am ashamed that I mispronounce her name because she's a very good actress. Uh, Geraldine, this... Viswanathan, again, I'm pretty sure I mispronounced that wrong. Bernie Feldstein, Stein, I, I can't always forget which how they she pronounces it. Uh, Bill Camp, Don, uh, Coleman Domingo, Pedro Pascal, and Matt Damon, also co-star in the movie. Uh, this was very good. Uh, this is another one. The trailer came out last year. I think I saw the first trailer for this for Astro- in front of Asteroid City. I think that's where I saw the trailer for the first time in front of this. So this one also took a, a little bit of time to uh, come out. Uh, probably affected by the by the strikes going on. They just want wanted to wait and they're releasing it now uh so this looks very good very interested in this uh, i'm gonna go watch this definitely gonna go watch the re-release of tenants uh and then ordinary angels for anybody who wants to uh watch that as well uh and then again streaming wise code 8 part 2 which comes out next week uh in the middle of the week and then mia coppola on netflix which is the new tyler perry movie uh, that he wrote and directed those are your releases this week. Again, February, January, just you know, kind of a little, kind of slow. Not a lot of releases. Uh, it will definitely pick up next week. Uh, of course, 
Doom 2, or Doom Part 2, rather, comes out next week, and that will be, you know, the talk of the town, already the talk of the town, but it will be definitely more of the talk of the town uh, when more people get a chance to see it, and we'll obviously talk about that next week. So there you go. That's the podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I very much appreciate you guys always listening. Uh, The anniversary podcast is next week on uh, Tuesday, the 27th, and will come out then. And uh, I also, of course, have a February catch-up of movies uh, that I did, kind of similar to what I did with January. Uh, Those will be all new movies. I have uh, Lisa Frankenstein in there. I have Madam Web in there. Um... (laughs) I already recorded a little bit, and I admit I, I got a little angry. Um, so that's on there, and uh, I, I have a couple other movies that I think I'll have also in there as, as well. But Lisa Frankenstein, Madame Web, those are the two main ones for the February catch-up podcast that will uh, that I'll talk about. Uh, that will be also released uh, sometime next week as well. But uh, yeah, anniversary, eighth anniversary on there. It's not kind of a full episode. It's kind of more of a retrospective. Kind of, kind of what it turned into just because of, of timing and everything. But uh, yeah, uh, I very much appreciate uh, you guys listening to the podcast. Uh, very, very, very much. Thank you for listening, and uh, I will see you guys next time. Be good people. I will be going out of town, so this podcast will be coming out a little early. Obviously, you probably noticed that it came out a little early because i'll be out of town this weekend uh in beautiful sunny la uh thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast again again and again and uh be good people and as always go watch some movies yeah give it up movies